This is Amy Cohen Epstein, founder and executive director of the 20 plus year old nonprofit organization, the Lynn Cohen Foundation and the SEAM, the series for education and awareness in medicine. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing female founders, entrepreneurs, scientists, doctors, researchers to talk about women's health, wellness, and preventive care. Take a listen. I am so excited to be interviewing Julie Diamond today for the Seam Podcast. Julie, how do we describe you? You are a personal trainer. You're a fitness extraordinaire. You are an ambassador for the Lynn Cohen Foundation. And we met at this point, I don't, 10 years ago, I want to say. Yes. Was it? Yes. About 10 years ago. Yeah. And you have just been one of those amazing angels to come into my life. Um, You're full of such light and happiness and joy and this unbelievable intensity about your work, which I find to be incredibly inspiring. And when I think of you and I think of fitness, I think of preventive care because I believe sort of how you see it and how you run it, um, the way to keep our Absolutely. our bodies and our minds, yeah, the, the healthiest possible so we can sort of combat whatever comes our way. And you do it with um, such grace and just the biggest smile on your face. It's, it's wonderful to watch from afar and it's been fun to take part in. And it's been amazing having you lead our Kick and Cancer 5K walk, run every year, our warm up, and it just sets the tone for the rest of that morning, which is so upbeat and amazing. Um, so I'm really excited I get to ask you questions that I normally don't have time to really ask you or think about because we're just catching up on mm-hmm. our normal personal lives when we see each other. But I want to start with you telling us how you got into this line of work. I don't think I know this story. Uh, it's actually an interesting story, and it circles back to my mom, to both my parents. Um, yeah. My parents happened to get ill. They got sick very young. I was in my 20s. And my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And my dad had heart disease and stroke. And I always loved health and wellness. I always loved being around fitness and nutrition. And I ate healthy and worked out myself and enjoyed it. But it wasn't until my parents got ill that I thought, there's something more to this because they were just naturally thin and they didn't work out. They, they ate fairly healthy because they're both great cooks, but they didn't take care of their health, not just physical, but mental as well. And it hit me at the time I was in the fashion industry and doing quite well, but it hit me that I want to do something else. I want to do something more and turn my interest in health and fitness and see if I can make a career out of it. And I wasn't sure if I could, but I was going to give it a try. And I felt at the time, if I could change one person's life, then I've made a difference. And um, I, that's what I did. And I, it was a lot of watching people suffer and knowing they could have done something about it, being very sure of that. They could have done something about it. Um, I think they both would have lived much longer had they um, taken care of their bodies and their minds. And 
and truly, really put focus on it. And there's evidence. Yeah. There's so much evidence. Um, you know, the amount of, it doesn't need to be a lot. And I know this being, you know, having had my mom had, and had ovarian cancer, um, I did a lot of research on ovarian cancer and it continues to come out that it's recommended to have regular weekly, some sort of recreational physical activity to reduce the risk and improve survival. Whereas lack of exercise is associated with an increased risk of developing and possibly dying from ovarian cancer. And that's been proven. It absolutely has. (laughs) Yeah, no, and it has, and I think it has in a number of ways. Um, One being cancer cells thrive off fat and um, high body fat. And that's something that creates this really terrible toxic environment for them that they feed off of. So I actually think that it's sort of a bigger picture where more, and let, we'll just talk about women, but women who are um, dedicated to health and wellness, but it's specifically to fitness, that's been part of their entire lives, or if necessary, kicked in at some age because they weren't aware of it, you know, before it wasn't really part of their life. They seem to me to also be in tune with their overall health and wellness. The women who commit yes. to fitness being an, a, a, a part of their routine, a part of their life, not something they have to do, not something they loathe doing, but like brushing your teeth, something you do, you know, hopefully every day, um, but brushing your teeth, but, you know, something that is just part of their routine in their life, that they also get sort of motivated internally, I think, to then be much more aware of their, their diet and their everyday activities. And then what you touched on as well, I think being physically in shape really does change your mental state of mind and state of being. And I can say that when my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and she was 48, physically, she was actually in great shape. It was, um, my dad had a really big birthday party just a few weeks before my mom was diagnosed. And we got the pictures back, I think, before my mom had her diagnosis and we all said to her, oh, my God, like, you've never had such muscle tone. You're in such good shape. But mentally, mm. she was under so much stress and anxiety. And my mom did not really eat well. Um, like your parents, she was naturally very thin and tiny. But she um, mm-hmm. she didn't really eat well. She had a lot of junk in her food in her life, um, even though she saw nutritionists on and off. But that was sort of her baseline. Um and I think it was that mindset of I don't have to worry about it, kind of, you know. Um, right. But yes. Yeah. But I. But her mental, her mental um, state at that time was full of stress and, like I said, full of anxiety. And she didn't work out in the way of it. Just sort of was like part of her life, and she loved it. I think she did it for other reasons. Um, and I think that is also part of it. So. My question to you is, is how do you work with your clients to get them to understand or what do you model for them so that they can understand that fitness is a, is about strength and that permeates through your whole body as opposed to just, you know, I want to look good, which is, of course, part of it. But how do you do that? Because I think you do it 
so well? Well, I first tell them, you know, it's how we're building the body and, and the mind and how they have to work together. You know, it's the kinetic chain and everything working together as far as neurologically. Your, your muscles have to work with your um, skeletal system. Your skeletal system and your muscular system have to work with your nervous system. Everything's intertwined. And um, I remind them constantly of what happens after we work out. And it happens on the first workout, even if somebody who doesn't want to work out. But when you exercise, your body releases chemicals that we all know called endorphins. And these interact with the receptors in your brain that reduce your perception of pain. And endorphins trigger a positive feeling in the body. And that's what I remind them of. And I also remind them that it doesn't take a lot. It really doesn't. We get so many mixed messages of how much physical activity or exercise is actually recommended and should we do. And the truth is, is that you don't have to go all out. And a lot of people get scared thinking, you know, they're going to opt to be inactive because they feel that they can't meet the recommended amount of physical activity. And that, you know, is far from the truth. It a little bit goes a long way. Um, yeah, and once again, just reminding them how much they're nourishing their body and their mind. You know, when, when they're exercising, I remind them, it's just like, you know, you're nourishing your body. Just like when you're walk, drinking water, one of the things that I push my clients to do is drink a lot of water. Think of the water as just nourishing your body. It's going down, and every time it's just this bright, white, yellow light that's nourishing every cell mm-hmm. in your body, including your mind. Yeah. And you definitely do feel it post. I mean, I think I've you know, I'm 44 and I've certainly been through times in my life where my workouts, you know, have changed. And sometimes I think when I was younger and even in the last few years, it was like so intense. And I find myself the happiest inside and out when I'm enjoying myself during my workouts. Um, You know, for me, if someone says, what's your favorite thing to do for physical activity? It's a hike. I just, and there's something about it that um, it just, it nourishes my soul. It really does. I was with one of my kids on a hike recently, um, the middle one who you love. And he said, do you Mm. think one day we'll be able to recreate this in um, like inside in an indoor setting? We're on the top of a hike in Idaho and it was just spectacular. And I said, I don't believe so. Like, I don't think so. I think that, you know, there's treadmills where you can see a hike you're doing from somewhere all over the world. But every step that you take out there it just feels different like it's it's it you can't do that in a scientific way um or technology i don't think can ever catch up to that you know the air and the i agree just ha- having that every, outside na- nature feeling yeah we're and, connected and to me, everything energetically totally and i think i i you know i fully understand what you're saying that it's when you find, you know, certain activities, and of course you do other ones that might not be your favorite that are good for your body and, you know, weights and blah, 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 but we'll get more into that. But I think it, you do feel that nourishment um, is the best word for it. Like you said, run through your body and there's, there's nothing that recreates that. There really isn't. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, no pill, no drug, nothing. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And that's the other thing because, um, it, what I also explain to my clients quite a bit is the exercise 
helps people deal with stress, depression, anxiety, all of that um, yeah. by kicking in the endorphins and it, it um, jump starts, you know, the serotonin. And right yeah. now getting outside is really important. It so is. It really is. It's, it absolutely is. I mean, and, you know, you and I are so lucky to live in Southern California where we can do that all year mm-hmm. long and other people, you know, don't get to maybe do that or live in cities where they don't get to walk around as much. But I do think just like getting outside and breathing in the air is, is truly magical and it can be. Um, you know, I, I said before that women, um, that cancer cells feed off fat. And there's something that I learned really early on in this world of cancer prevention, which is that for women, if your body weight stays a certain, like within a a range that makes sense, five to seven to 10 pounds throughout your life, Mm -hmm. you lower your risk of breast and ovarian cancer. Um, And, and then I, I, I know, and I believe I know, I guess that one of the ways to do that is to build muscle mass when you're younger. Um, and right. can you sort of touch on that and, and how you work, how you do that with your clients and how you can maybe explain that a little more? Yes. Um, well, I think muscle mass is so important. Um, and what I do, the way I work with my clients, and I'm hoping I'm, answering the question how you um how you add or properly but i work with my clients just like i said earlier we're building a foundation so it's like you're building your house so let's say you're building a brand new house the first thing you're going to do is build the foundation and we're going to build the core and um we're going to make that strong that like the tree of the trunk and then we move into the branches still working the core so we're still working that um but it, gaining muscle for all kinds of reasons for men and women um, is incredibly important. I mean, muscle mass, women generally, um, women get nervous about gaining too much muscle. I hear mm-hmm. that more often than not. Women don't have testosterone, so they're not going to gain too much. But the muscle, the lean muscle mass that they have is going to help fight everything in their body. It's going to, you know, it, it's basically what, um, I'm opening a door. I'm in Topanga and I'm going to sit outside because I'm really hot all of a sudden. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> <Sorry>. of, <laughs> no, say that on the podcast, but so yeah. walking outside with my dog as we're talking. Um. So, yeah, a lot of clients say they just, you know, some will want to just do at first cardio. They want to lose weight, but they don't realize how important. Ah, this is so much better. They don't realize how important um, the lean muscle mass is to um, losing weight because they um, attribute it or or they compare it or think about it as I'm getting muscle, so I'm going to gain weight. Having to talk somebody out of that can be a little difficult. But and muscle um, weighs more than fat, and I'm going to get bulky. Right. That whole line, yeah. Right, right. Um, and truth be told, I've um, 
met one woman who had a decent amount of testosterone. So we had to train a little differently. And that's in my 25 years of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, did you I answer your question you know, properly? Yeah, you definitely <laughs> did. You definitely did. The importance so, of lean muscle mass, you know, like you're saying, it, it not only is a contributor to weight loss, it has to go hand in hand with cardiovascular activity. Yeah. And lean muscle mass Strength is training, the foundation yeah. of your body. Resist, yeah, exactly. Resistance training, which builds muscle, increases your metabolism. Right. And your metabolism continues to work. So after you have a workout of, um, you know, a nice, strong strength training workout with weights, and that can also be your own body weight, uh, your body continues to burn and your metabolism continues to work for eight hours. After cardio, it's only an hour. And once, yeah. you know, and it's the higher metabolism is what's burning calories all day long, even at rest. And as we age, our metabolism slows down, so that's even more important um, to kick in the weight training. Right, a hundred percent. And we Not talked about this before we started. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> before we started, but how has your um, how has your business changed during you know this pandemic? And do you find your clients are more have a higher desire to work out and to stay healthy or are sort of you know just like couch potatoes because they're stuck at home like, what has been your your experience um i'll be honest with you amy in the beginning i i chose early on to change my um style of training and i was one of the first to say of you know all my colleagues i am going up to topanga and i am going to have to reinvent my business because I'm going to quarantine with my best friend. And I thought what was going to be two weeks has turned into what, four and a half, five months. Yeah. And so I had to talk my clients into going online. And um, at first it wasn't easy, but then I reminded them how important a healthy lifestyle is. And one of the biggest defenses you can do against this disease, as in any disease, is stay healthy. It's not just yeah. to give a leaner appearance and a better posture or lift your mood, which it does all that. It also is self-confidence, but it, it boosts everything. And once I reminded them of that, I have to say 85, 90% of my clients got on board. And we had technical, technical difficulties, you know, FaceTime, Zoom at first, but now we're old pros. And um, I've actually been lucky that a lot of my clients I've worked with for a while, so it's easy for me to cue them with their form. But then I also started Zoom classes, and via the Zoom classes, I'm getting clients from all over the United States, even two that are out of the United States, and training them. Wow. And what it's done is brushed up my cueing skills. Because typically if mm. I'm in person with somebody, I'm, I'm touching them and I'm saying, okay, this is the muscle you're working. This is why. This is what we're doing. We want all of these muscles to work together, but this is, you know, and I can demonstrate and they see exactly what I'm doing. You know, on FaceTime and Zoom, sometimes that's a little hard. So it's really mm -hmm. um, honed my skills, so to speak. 
That's which awesome. has been fun. Absolutely. It's been really fun. You pivoted, yeah, you pivoted early and then you figured out how to use your strengths, which not just your, you know, amazing training ability, but your, you know, your communication skills and your right. attitude, I'm Thank sure it makes all, it makes all the difference. Of course, it makes all the difference. Um, and I, my hunch is that your clients then, you know, are looking forward to your face on the screen, how often they see you, um, because it's, you, you know, know, brightening up but, that whole time. Yes. And what, they, and I look forward to seeing them. What they tell me is that a lot of them, and so many of them had said this, because I say to my clients, this is, I think I just wrote this on an Instagram post too. I said, this hour is one of your most important hours of the entire week. And you're going to schedule it in like you'd schedule in an hour meeting with your boss because your health is your boss. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, then you're not going to have anything. And they, I've had a couple people come back and say to me, especially in these times, you know, there's so much that um, we gain from physical activity and exercise. And being that we're inside for a long time, they had no choice and and they want to improve their overall physical health because they now know how important it is now more than ever, ever. It's been thrown in our faces as to how important it is between physical exercise and nutrition. Yeah. And, overall and for physical us, health. yeah. And for you and me, you know, we, we learned that lesson a long time ago when we lost our mom. Um, and, we learned, I, be, I believe, and I, I can hopefully can speak for you. Tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, we learned the lesson, and clearly, that's why this is, we, as you said at the beginning, you're pushed into this whole field, um, and mine as well, of how important our health is. And if you don't have that, you really don't have anything. And the mm-hmm. there's so there's no, there's so much out of our control, but their genetics, for example. Um, but there's so much in our control. And, you know, my mantra is always, there's never a reason to shy away from knowledge and education and to be able to equip ourselves with all the resources and tools that we can to stay healthy. You know, nutrition being one part of it, fitness being a huge other part of it, and and knowledge and education, because sort of ignoring that or burying our face in the sand you know, you lose all those parts that are in our control um, to live a long, healthy life. And like I said, there's a lot that isn't in our control and that you have to, you know, leave up to fate or God or whatever you believe in. But the parts that are, um, you know, to be able to, to, to learn what it is that can help our bodies to me is like a no brainer, you know, and, you know, for, for people like us who have, you know, seen the worst of, you know, what disease can do, which is, you know, take someone's life way before they were ready. Um, it's sort of, in, it, it, I feel like it's my fuel and I believe it's yours too, that, you know, pushes us to, to educate others and to give them these tools, right, out of this toolbox that we can. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and I, you know, I think that, you know, you do the incredible job of spreading that through your beyond positivity. The word positivity doesn't even do you mm-hmm. justice. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> but it's, 
no, it's true. And it's, it's just so it's, you know, it's wonderful to watch and be a part of, I can definitely say a lot of people, um, those who know you well, but some, most people don't that you have a twin sister and I'm curious, I've never really asked you this. Does she live a similar lifestyle? Yes, she does. She is very active. Um, and I, in fact, Amy, she was always more active than I was growing up. She was more of the athlete really? than I was. I was huh. more prissy. I wear the dresses. La, 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 la. Um, I went into the fashion industry. She ran track. Um, she did all of that. And she is, I have um, three. She has three kids. So I have two nieces and a nephew. And they all play lacrosse and Division One. Awesome. Well, two of them play lacrosse, Division One in college. And um, the other one played in high school. And, you know, they do the same thing. They, they It's as important to them as brushing their teeth. And I love that right. analogy because I've used that before as well. You know, it's just something yeah. that you do and you learn to enjoy it. You know, you learn to, if you don't, I mean, a lot of people just love it anyway. Um, but not everybody. And that's okay. The key is finding what works for you. And what works yeah. for you one year may not the next. You, you know, know what which I, mean? I think it's is such an interesting point. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, one of the other big things I say all the time is know your normal. And ah, when, you, that. You know, when you get away from your normal, yeah, that's when you need to take a moment and figure out, wait, do I need, what do I need to do about this? Be a doctor, you know, et cetera. But I think one of the other things about that is, and that I've said lately, is that your our normal as women changes. So what my normal was at, you know, 16, 14, 16, 18 is certainly not my normal at 44. And right. the way my body feels and reacts and, you know, it performs every day and all its different functions is quite different now. And so it's that, you know, going off what you were saying, it's that knowing your normal and then, you know, that knowing that what might work today for me to not only look good, but feel good and be healthy in the world of fitness is very different than it was when I was, yeah, you know, 16 playing yeah. soccer five times a week. Um, exactly. And I think as women, and your goals are we different. get so, my, our bones, our muscles, I mean, you know, I, I sometimes I'll be, I don't really jog anymore, but when I would jog, I'd say, you know, in my head, I'm like, come on, Amy, run faster. And my body won't go any faster, any faster. You know, it's that. And I think as women, we are really bad at accepting what is like normal and what is for now and compare ourselves to our younger self a lot. Um, yes. You know, and I think that is, that is such a, uh, such an obstacle. I don't, think most men do that maybe some ways but I don't think they internalize it the same way women do and I think that's why I would, I would when agree you, with that right and I think that you know part Absolutely. of getting over that hump is 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 letting those endorphins fly so to speak you know so you can get right. that high and feel good even though your body's not performing in the same way as it did when you were a teenager um, right. I think that's really hard for women. And it's, it's such a shame. <laughs> you know? It is. I mean, I, I also think, I think men don't have it as much because I do think there is a culture in the media that, you know, women right. are put more 
as you know sex objects or whatever we're we're more concerned we we brought up being a little more concerned about of our looks yeah, I think, definitely than men definitely um and you know our bodies are so different, and our mindset is so different. And like you said mm-hmm. earlier, I mean, our, our our goals change from when we were teenagers to in our 20s and our 30s, not just what we want, you know, as far as physical activity, but what we're looking for. I mean, you know, now I have women um, and men in their 70s, and their goal is, I want to play with my grandchildren until I'm 99. Yeah. You know, that's their goal. Their goal isn't, Maybe. you know, when they were younger, I have one who ran marathons, and that was her goal was to run marathons and do a triathlon. Not anymore. Wow. So addressing that and understanding where you are in life um, and that our bodies do change. I can't do the same thing I did 20 years ago. <laughs> no, no, I can't. You know, I see my kids and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I mean, I hiked with my oldest son who's 17 the other day and you know, I mean, he was, and I'm a fast hiker. I'm like a mountain lion, but he was like, you know, just off. And I thought, my God, I, you know, my body can't do that. That's for sure. But I was okay with it because, you know, I, I told myself it's okay. I'm, I'm here out here with mm-hmm. him and I'm, I'm going, I'm doing the best I can. And that's okay. Um, yeah. It's good for me for getting up and walking up this mountain, which is, you know, something that, you know, sort of, I think I had to consciously remind myself of before I went down that shame spiral of, well, when I was 17, I could go so fast too. Um, right. Absolutely. So, you know, Everything and, starts changing, yeah, you know, and it starts, uh, it starts in your thirties. Loss of muscle actually definitely. begins in your thirties. And then it gains momentum yeah. when you hit 50 and then it'll accelerate even more once you hit your mid seventies. But what I try Gosh. and really push is that the good news is muscle loss and loss of strength can be slowed considerably considerably um, and even reversed in a lot of cases regardless of age or fitness level but the most important intervention is strength training it builds muscle and yeah tell me on that let's um i want to sort of my last question that i'd love to round out and end with is what would be your top, I'm not going to give a number, maybe it's one, two, or three, or four, I don't know, but what are your top sort of go-to all the time strength training exercises that are just key to, you know, your fitness routine? Um, that's a fun question. I like that. Um, I love squats. I like movements mm. that incorporate the whole body. So I love squats. Um, I love push-ups, but doing them in different ways where you're, you know, a regular push-up or you're doing a chaturanga tricep push-up or you're doing it with your legs, your feet on top of something. So it's a decline push-up, things like that, changing it up. Um, Mm -hmm. I like compound movements. I like movements where you're not just working one muscle group. You're working Mm -hmm. the entire body, the functional training, everything has to work together. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, lunges and are I've, always awesome. I've, I'll do. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not interrupting. I'll do Go a ahead. lunge. Lunges. No, that's okay. I'll do a lunge, like a backwards lunge or a forward lunge with a lateral raise. Um, mm. Things like that. For cardio, I love high knees because it really kicks in the abs. Um, 
I could go on and on. <laughs> I know, I love it. And I love that. the, do what I call the Julie Diamond plank, which is one yeah. time I was doing plank and you said, we'll do it this way and you'll really feel it. Um, yeah. With my hands out. Yep, you pull your um, elbows in, hands in the supine position, and then walk your feet in. Yes. A lot of people, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, a, I thought I could hold plank forever, but not this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you get everything anatomically correct, like the elbows and the shoulders are aligned and your hips are squared, your feet are, you walk your feet in a little bit and your hands are up, you really feel it a bit different. And like you say, it's your whole body. I mean, from concentrating and using your brain all the way down to your toes, it's, it's one of those movements when, you know, you get the Julie fix that, you know, cueing and showing exactly where we should be and what our muscles should be feeling like. It's, it's next level. It's awesome. 